Congratulations to the Joplin Globe on the new podcast adventure. Travel Inspirations is delighted to welcome this new initiative to bring news to the four-state community. Discover your next adventure on our website, travelinspirations.travel. Hello and happy Easter, Globe readers. I'm Joe Hadsell, and welcome to In Case You Missed It, sponsored by Travel Inspirations. This week, we'll recap the five biggest local news stories of the week. We'll also speak with Ann Lyle, Associate Professor of Theater at Missouri Southern State University. She'll talk to us about These Things Fall Apart, a series of one-act plays presented by student directors throughout this week. And now, In Case You Missed It, April 21st, 2019. Local political science and history teachers at schools across the area plan to incorporate the newly released, partially redacted Mueller report into their curriculum. The findings of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian influence in the 2016 presidential election were released Thursday to the public. Will Delahanty, an associate professor of political science at Missouri Southern, said the historic report gives students in his classes plenty to talk about concerning the nature of presidential authority and power and how the report is viewed and analyzed. From a national presidential election to a local city council election, a Joplin resident who was last year forced off the Joplin City Council because of a felony conviction will soon have a clean record. A Newton County judge agreed to expunge the 2006 drug conviction of Joshua Bard. Bard was one of three elected on April 3, 2018 to the council, but was forced out of the seat after city officials learned of his conviction. He was placed on probation in June 2006 after pleading guilty to a charge related to manufacturing methamphetamine. He completed probation in the case in 2012, according to court records. He said he plans to run for Joplin City Council next spring. Blaine Downham of Joplin was sentenced by a Jasper County judge to life in prison plus 60 years of consecutive terms for sexual abuse of a 10-year-old girl and related offenses. A jury convicted the 30-year-old defendant in March of first-degree child molestation, first-degree statutory rape, resisting arrest, and unlawful possession of a firearm. The defendant had argued that his public defenders ignored evidence his girlfriend possessed that would have helped call into question the girl's allegations and establish his innocence. The judge said he saw no cause for a finding of ineffective assistance of counsel. The Neosho School Board approved the exterior design of the storm shelter that will be added to the new Goodman Elementary School. An artist's rendering shows the shelter as a large square structure painted in three sections, two different shades of gray and Neosho gold, complete with a black metal panel, paw prints, and the words Wildcat Nation. Goodman Elementary was destroyed by a tornado on April 4, 2017. Construction of the new school began in August, and school officials hope it can be completed by the end of June or early July. The district was notified last Last fall that it had been awarded a grant from the Federal Emergency Management Agency to add a community storm shelter onto the school. Finally this week, Joplin High School's baseball team won an exhibition game in a pretty big stadium. Joplin senior Grant Jones tossed a complete game and had three hits and four runs batted in to lead the Eagles past Cabrillo High School of Lompoc, California. The 8-3 win happened in an exhibition game held at Kaufman Stadium, home of the Royals. The game wouldn't have been possible without the generosity of Kansas City Royals pitcher Danny Duffy, who handpicked the Eagles to take part in the exhibition game. He was drawing back on his time in Joplin in 2011 during tornado relief efforts. We'll be right back with Ann Lyle. 
Travel Inspirations is a full-service travel agency in the four states with over 20 years of experience in planning group tours, company incentives, and leisure cruises. Joe, Nancy, and Wendy are eager to customize itineraries to make travel dreams come true. Travel Inspirations is exceeding your expectations and designing your vacation. Follow them on Facebook at Travel Inspirations Carthage or visit them online at travelinspirations.travel or call 417-526-4500. Welcome back. Part of the curriculum for students in a theater direction class at Missouri Southern involves directing one-act play. Students choose the play, complete an analysis of it, hold auditions, lead rehearsals, and design sets. All of that work gets presented as a series, and this year's series is entitled These Things Fall Apart, and it features the work of eight student directors whose works will be shown during a six-night run stretching from Monday to Saturday this week. The plays will be shown in the Bud Walton Black Box Theater on the campus of Missouri Southern. I met with Associate Professor of Theater Anne Lyle and talked to her inside that Black Box Theater wonderful acoustics. We discussed why these types of theaters are used by theater programs, the challenges that they pose, and how one-act plays help theater enthusiasts discover new works. And the acoustics in here are amazing. Hello, Anne. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Joe. How are you? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. We are sitting in the uh, the Bud Walton Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, this theater has uh, is nicknamed the Black Box Theater. Correct. And there are several of the or there are many of these across the nation. Uh, Joplin High School, for instance, they had the chance to build a perfectly good theater in the uh, Frank Coulter Auditorium, but they also deliberately built a Black Box Theater. Mm-hmm. What is the advantages? of this space, how do they help teach the art of theater? Oh, it's mainly because of configuration. Uh, The name is the Bud Walton, but the configuration of the theater is the black box because it resembles a big black box. Everything's painted black, etc. The advantage we have in an educational setting is we can change all of the seating to do whatever we want it to. Right now, if you could see it, friends on the podcast, (laughs) we would have this in what we call a thrust configuration where the audience is on three sides. We can add an extra bank and have it in the round where audience is on all four sides. We have in the past taken one of the banks out and had only two sides and put the um, set on a diagonal. We've also had proscenium. We've also had a bank on either side with all the action going in. You can take it out. We can also put the audience in the middle and play on the sides. You can do anything you want to. You're only limited by your imagination. In an educational setting, we want our students to have the advantage of playing in all different spaces. For our directors for the One Acts, this is the first time most of them have worked as a director in a thrust configuration. And it's different. You have to you have to do things differently and have your actors do dif- uh, things differently. The actors also are used to what we call a proscenium, where it just comes from one side and, you know, the actors are on one side and the audience is on the other. You have to get out of that pattern, like you're in a big room and just moving around without anybody watching you. So it's a really great to teach all different ways of doing things and those techniques when you're acting and when you're directing. There's a perception that productions held in these kind of theaters are easier because you don't have to worry about sets. You're not doing cast. You're not doing huge cast plays. Uh, I, I can already see you shaking your head, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh no, no, no!" Give me a dose of reality. I'll how give you much? A dose. Yeah. Okay. How much more difficult or less difficult is a black box production? I saw a production of Carousel, Rodgers and Hammerstein, in a black box. Wow. In a thrust okay. configuration. I didn't think it would work either. It worked like a charm. A couple of years ago, we did the Three Penny Opera in this space. 
And it went, the set went all the way to the back wall. And the highest was six and a half feet. So it completely surrounded with a cavern in the middle. So we used all those different things, uh, heights and ramps and steps and things to do things that the play needed to do. It can be very grand and very large, or it can be very small. The advantage also to this configuration is you can do more intimate more up-close and personal and more emotional type shows, and the audience will become involved with them more because they're closer. You can see their faces. You're not on the last row of the balcony. You can actually see facial expressions. You can see tinier movements and things that the actors are doing. So so the shows that we do in here, and we prefer this for our students because we deal with some heavy things, and if you put it in a 2,000-seat house, it's going to get lost. Hmm. Do 42nd Street, do Fiddler, do the big ones in a big house because they're bigger. But the little ones, and sometimes you can have 15, 20 people in a small show. It's just the the subject matter is more intimate. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of advantages for One Act when it comes to teaching the mm-hmm. art of theater. Uh, Damon Fox, Claire Hardy, Kaylee Baumover, 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 Austin Hedity, Allison Dodge, Carly Ball, Bailey Lewis, and Chelsea Jeffries. Yes. They are your eight directors yes. for these plays, and uh, they are getting the freedom to really explore a lot of different issues in one act that it doesn't seem like traditional plays allow. Um, Dodge, Allison Dodge in specific, Mm -hmm. uh, in Sunday Story, she talks about how she likes comedies, but her one act is far from a comedy. Far from it. It's Edward Albee's The Zoo Story. Um, And I'm not going to tell you exactly what it's about, except there's two men who meet in a park on a park bench. And that's about as far as I'm going to take it because things transpire and things happen. Albie is is, uh, what we consider to be an absurdist playwright. He kind of takes things beyond the realm and kind of goes, look how crazy these things are, how, how absurd we are in our relationships. And it kind of looks at these two men, two totally different men, and how they come together and what happens after that. It is not an easy script. In fact, there's about a five and a half, six page monologue that one of the characters has. Hmm. And so the challenge there is not only for the actor to be able to deliver that monologue and keep everybody's interest, but also the director to keep that third eye to make sure that it keeps moving and it does not lose the interest. So in terms of somebody who appreciates theater, Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of people in this Mm -hmm. area who are interested in theater, uh, it it seems like one-act plays uh, give a chance for theater goers to see things they don't often get to see. So right. many music, you know, so many productions concentrate on beloved musicals mm-hmm. or uh, things that people have probably seen before. Uh, these plays may not have found success yet or never found success at all, but a director saw something in them. Correct. In fact, one, um, the one that is directed by uh, Chelsea Jeffries, The Birthday Present. She found it. It's written by a director. I think that's also in your story. And it's not very well written, but she has found a way. She fell in love with it. It's a, it, it's about two people and what has happened in their lives and meeting again, et cetera, and so forth. We have another one, Enemies, by Kaylee Baumover, that was written in 1916, and she fell in love with it. And she has found new levels of what this play is about 
in a contemporary context. Um, we have one who has chosen Christopher Durang, one of the funniest playwrights ever. And, and it's called The Actor's Nightmare because what goes on in the play is absolutely an actor's absolute worst nightmare. Oh, <laughs> Walking into a theater and says, okay, you're playing Hamlet, go. Uh, duh, uh, uh, duh. I'm doing what? Um, is that a spoiler alert? Should uh, we not have told everybody what no, the actor's, actor's nightmare is? No, actor's nightmare. If you're in theater <laughs> at all, you know exactly what the actor's nightmare is. And Christopher Durang has a wonderful way of dealing with everyday subjects and just going, we're so dumb. <laughs> we are so stupid. And this is so funny. Um, we have a little mystery play with Abra Cadaver which kind of gives you a little bit of hint of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, a game is a game, but it's going to be heavier than what you might think. Um, then also, Sure Thing is funny. David Ives is hysterical. And um, the coulda, woulda, shoulda game. You know, gee, I need to say this. Gee, I need to do that. And, hmm. and going back. So we have a really nice, good... Uh, round of plays that I think people are going to enjoy. Some are funny. Some are going to be, <gasps> some are going to be, oh. <laughs> so I think if you come to all three nights, you're going to get a great smorgasbord. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> well, I mean, the ticket prices for each night are so expensive. Though. Yeah. So how do people choose between one night? No. Yeah. <laughs> Free. <laughs> but yeah. you do want a ticket because we do want to keep account of having people come. Right. And so we do, we'll have tickets from 6.30 to 7.30. The house will open at 7, meaning you can start seating. It's first come, first served. Um, as far as I've been to the rehearsals, some of them, there's really not a bad seat in the house. So you don't have to come and, and get in the middle where you think everything is going to be good. You could be, it'll be good from the sides also. And um, you're free to stay, and we hope you do stay for all three shows or all two shows there's one night we only have two excellent so and just to be clear the ticket prices are free free so, yeah zero dot zero yeah. zero <laughs> some jerk interviewer trying to say tickets are expensive man the nerve of that guy. <laughs> and thank you for talking to us i appreciate it i appreciate your time and uh yeah excited to see what the students perform this week thank you and i just want to say thank you so much for supporting southern theater see you at the show our thanks to Ann Lyle for appearing in this week's episode. You can find much more about the one-act plays in this Sunday's issue of the Joplin Globe. You'll find it at ETC, our entertainment and TV guide. And that will do it for this week's episode of In Case You Missed It, sponsored by Travel Inspirations. Much more about all these stories and many other local, state, and national stories can be found on our website at joplinglobe.com. We'll see you there. I'm Joe Hadsell. Happy Easter, and we'll see you next week. to the Joplin Globe for reviewing the four state highlights and news this week. To discover adventurous highlights around the world, find Travel Inspirations Carthage on Facebook or search our website, travelinspirations.travel. We look forward to exceeding your expectations.